All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The Nation Network presents Coming In Hot. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Coming In Hot Live. I'm Brent Wallace alongside veteran NHL defenseman and Ottawa Senator uh, Jason York. Yorkie, good afternoon. Uh, I just want to point out one thing, Yorkie. Um, What's that? I am soft, and as, it, and as it gets colder in the weather, I hate it. Why are you so soft? You've lived, haven't you lived in Ottawa your whole life? Like, this isn't something new. Like, I, sp- I <laughs> spent 12, 12, day, 12 months a year in a rink. Uh, with hockey but here's the thing yeah. so i just got a new car this is this is my world has changed um a bar haven ford just switched in my truck because my daughter's driving i got her a smaller car it's got a yeah. heated steering wheel this it's is the, the best. best i've never had it's, one really oh man you're yeah. welcome to the welcome to the world of the heating steering <laughs> wheel it's uh i've had one for a while i love it that's one thing i've never given up heated steering wheel heated seats yeah no you're uh come you on though we're 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 Ottawa guys. This is it's outdoor no, rink seasons coming up. You should. I'm fired up. And what one of my biggest. I have a few regrets in life. One of my biggest is I sold my house about six years ago. That was on two acres of land out near Lockmarch Golf Course. I had the best outdoor oh. rink, and I didn't think I'd miss it this this bad. But just getting out there, getting the first flood in, getting your ice. This is like Christmas for me now. Uh, now I just feel this big hole inside me, Wally. No, no outdoor rink. So I just I look at it once everybody starts posting their rinks. I, it's a it's a, yep. it's, a it's a magical it's a magical time of year. And I built a couple uh, in my backyard. I didn't have two acres, and so it was much smaller. But 
Um, and it's a labor of love, right? Cause you're out there every mm -hmm. night flooding and doing whatever to make that, like I make it perfect. Um, and I was a disaster the first year. I didn't know how to do any of it. Really? it having a hole in it, but oh. yeah, but, um, it is, I mean, when you can have that crisp sheet of ice, it's, a, it's pretty There's good. It's nothing. I tell you what, one year during a lockout, uh, we weren't playing, I think it's back in 2004. And I, I was going out to Barbara and Scott to skate. Uh, buddy there was the rink guy, got some ice. And I went out there one day. I hadn't played in a long time. The ice was flooded. Just me skating out there. Just hearing your skates hit the ice. And I was just kind of nerdy right now. But man, this this sound is so cool. And being out there by yourself. And I don't know. I'm a little bit of a hockey nerd. And, and uh, the outdoor rink. I was going to start a business where I was going to be an outdoor rink consultant. I would go and help people with their outdoor <laughs> rinks. I'd go out there, help a guy start it up, get make sure that he's got. Because I'm a big believer in the tarp. You got to have a tarp. And a lot. Here's where a lot of people go wrong with their outdoor rinks, Wally. They don't get the proper tarp. They cheap out. They go to Home Depot. Or they go to yes. one of those stores, and they and they yes. don't get the thick tarp. You got to go to a farm supply store where they have those tarps that they use to cover up the bales of hay. Those are what you yeah. need because it's a lot tougher for you. Go, did you go to the farm store or, you, or did you cheap out? So, I wasn't aware of the farm sheets, tarps. So I ordered from a company online that's like, oh, we, oh. we do outdoor rinks. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, so yeah. needless to say, you got a. Needless to say, you got a hole in your tarp, water came out, and it was a disaster. Yes, and I could never stop the leak. Anyway, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, could have used some Renfrew Pro tape. Uh, speaking of which, Ex this show is always yeah. brought to you by Renfrew Pro. Go to renfrewpro.com. Uh, they have a gazillion different kinds of hockey tape for you. They're the inventors of shin pad tape. They do it all. They're the ones with the green core. Get them at all the major retailers, uh, Pro Hockey Life, Sport Check, and Canadian Tire, to name a few. Remember, the ones with the green core, run through Pro Tape. Uh, they are basically holding this show together. Uh, uh, Yorkie, I need to do – let's do Alfie first, shall we? Alfie last night at the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, he He's the one that's got to go first. Uh, they give him the first speech of the night. Uh, that's never easy. Um, it was emotional for sure. We saw Henrik, his brother – uh, emotional watching the speech that Alfie, uh, sorry, Reds and Phillips and Neeler, uh, Fisher was there, Andy Dackel, uh, and a couple others, I believe, of uh, teammates. Uh, nice to see the turnout. Pierre Dorian was there as well. Uh, Alfie did a great job. I took batting practice with Daniel Offertson back when we played for the Sens. We went to Ottawa Lynx Stadium. Alfie, Reds, bunch of guys. Can I told this story to you before? No. I'll tell him again anyhow. So Alfie had never played baseball before. He's holding the bat with his hands separated, gets up, misses on the first one, and then knocks one out of the ballpark, hits it over the fence at Link Stadium. And that's what he did last night with his speech. I thought he knocked it out of the park. That, so much class. His delivery, I know I, I chatted with him a couple weeks ago. He was really working on that speech, and he, and he put a lot of thought towards it. I, I thought he thanked all the right people, and, and he's just such a humble guy. Not, not a lot of – very little of the speech was about him. It was about, number one, thanking people, 
and then touching on mental health, touching on sport in general. And, and, and it was just, uh, I thought it was the best speech of the night. Obviously I'm biased, but I just, you could tell it really came from the heart. And uh, I know, you know, Alfie quite well, I know him and, and anybody that does it, I think you got a chance to, to kind of get to know him through that speech of what he's all about and uh, incredible. What a night. Hey, by the way, how good a BB look last night? I haven't seen BB in a long time. All dressed up. The Alfredson Alfie with the tight suit on. It was, uh, the kids were there. It's just, I felt really good for him. Uh, the people of Ottawa felt yeah. really good for him. And uh, like I said, knocked it out of the park with that speech. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, he is as genuine as they come. And you know that when just the work he's done around the city, he is as honest and open as he, as anybody I've met as an athlete. Um, I, I wish this is one of those moments where I really wish Brian Murray were still around to talk because I, I think the bond that those two had, uh, the stories that Brian Murray could possibly share about Alfie, I, would be huge. And that's one person that's sorely missed, John Muckler being another for sure, is just the stories that those guys could tell about those players. And it's it's obviously a void. I, I really wish Brian Murray were around to talk about Daniel Alfredson for sure. You could see, you could hear it and see it in the uh, in his speech about what those two meant to each other. For sure. Well, well he's the one that brought Daniel Alfredson back into the fold and kind of mended those fences between Eugene Melnick and Daniel Alfredson. And, and the one thing Alfie said in his speech about best bench coach in Brian Murray, and, and that's when Alfie played his best hockey, when he was playing for Brian Murray. He really took his game to another level. And Brian was, I played for Brian. Played for Brian twice. I had him in Detroit. I had him again in, in Anaheim. He's just a great person. He's a great person. And, and I'm saying that, and Brian Murray traded me. Brian, Brian Murray traded me away to Nashville, and I had went through some hard times, but he's just one of those guys you can't stay mad at. <laughs> like, he's, like he's a good person, and everybody here in Ottawa knows what he's all about. He's originally a school teacher. He did so much for this franchise here in Ottawa, taking it to the next level. And just personality and he's as anyone that knows brian murray he is a very witty guy he's got that he's got that sense of humor that is so good and one quick story on brian murray and and uh brian wasn't a great skater or anything and when he coached and, and he's get pissed off at practice he'd stop drills and i remember playing at anaheim korea was there solani and brian was 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 so ticked off during practice he's like that's it. Stop the drill. Stop the drill. Guys, all I want you to do is pass the puck on the goddamn stick. He grabs the puck. All right, come with me. And Korea went with him. And Brian's skating down the ice in super slow motion, passing the puck back and forth, goes down, takes a slap around the net and scores, puts his hands up. And then after that, we started practicing well because we had a good chuckle at Brian. And uh, you know, he, it's just the type of guy he was. And, and that's why guys loved him. That's why guys loved playing for him. And that's why I still have good things to say about Brian Murray. You didn't know when I was there, like a lot of, I got traded away for a dollar bill, but hockey's a business. You don't stay mad at people. And uh, I, I'm with you. you. You can see what, when Alfie spoke about Brian Murray, a little bit choked up and uh, great. It was, it was It was great how he hit on, Brian Murray in that speech as well. Uh, very well done uh, for a number of reasons. And congrats to Alfie once again for being a member of the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, and it's great for this city as yeah. well. Uh, 
Not so great was the game just beforehand that led up to the Hall of Fame, and that's Ottawa dropping its fifth straight game at home to the New York Islanders. Uh, no Thomas Shabbat, no Artem Zub, no Josh Norris, as we all know. So, Yorkie, what did you yeah. take out of that game? thought they played pretty good. thought they could have won that hockey game. Uh, unfortunate bounce on the on the one goal. Holden gets the puck and maybe throws it around the boards when he didn't really have to. Goes right to the point and then a redirection shot. And that was pretty well the difference of the game. But Ottawa had their opportunities. I think if I'm going to say one negative thing out of that game was the power play. They had a chance to 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 get some momentum with the power play. They didn't get it done. Uh, so if you want to look at special teams, I would I would put my finger on power play of, of of a reason why they didn't come out on top of that game. But like you said, you just said it. No Norris, no Zub. And now no Yorkie. Yeah. As he is. Uh, oh, there you're back. Yeah, I'm back. I got a bad internet connection today. I don't know what's going on. I think everybody here in Westboro must be uh, must be on their computer right now as as, uh, as we're speaking. But just to finish off before I cut off, Wally, it was uh, I, if you look at the lineup with defensemen right now, that's a very good New York Islanders hockey team. And I will say this about the Islanders. They make you battle for every inch of space on the ice. They play hard, and they've got a lot of experienced veteran guys. Their defense is a lot better than people give it credit for. In goaltending, look at their goaltenders' numbers. Their goalies have been excellent. I, I thought, not that you're going to say it was Talbot's fault, but the one goal I didn't like in that game, uh, the first goal that came outside the dots, I think it was the first power play goal of the game on Talbot, Beat some far side. I know the puck came across ice. Anders Lee passed the puck over. I forget which guy scored it for the Islanders, but I thought Talbot could have had that Wallstead. one. That's one. It was Wallstad's goal. I didn't. I didn't really like that goal, Wally. I think that's one. Yep. He's yep. he's got to have that one. I know it was a perfect shot, but again, when your team is struggling and you need a win, that's a save. I I, I would I would I would say your goalie needs to have. Uh, so a lot of emphasis on Jake Sanderson. I don't know how much, I mean, I'm sure you watch the blue line, uh, pretty intently being a defenseman. Uh, yeah. Jake played 25 minutes. Uh, Eric Brandstrom played over 22. Uh, and, a, a Jacob Larson, I think played 16. I, I thought he was okay. Uh, did you pay attention to Larson's game at all? I didn't notice him. So it's a good thing. <laughs> he didn't make any mistakes. Didn't screw up. I thought he looked like an NHL defenseman. I, I, I thought he came in and handled himself quite well. Uh, played simple, was effective. I, in particular, I didn't. I thought Ottawa's deep played pretty good. Wally, there there wasn't a lot of mistakes. They they had an opportunity to win this game. They were in the game, and you can see though, and a lot of people have been shitting on Thomas Shabbat. You don't have Shabbat in the lineup. End of the game. Probably could have used him there for that last two minutes. Like, no, you, you could have used Shabbat there. It probably helps your power play out as well in that game. So, And before Shabbat got hurt, I thought he was playing one of his best games of the season. I thought he was very good against Philadelphia. And, and now he's uh, out of the lineup along with Zoo. But those are massive holes. Your number one defenseman, your number two defenseman, your shutdown guy in Zub, and your number one center in Josh Norris. Uh, it, I know teams have to deal with injuries. But this team where they're at right now, 
if you want to say one reason, injuries. It's just too many key guys are hurt right now. Okay, but you can't you York, you played 13 years. You can't use injuries as an excuse. Every team goes through it. You have to find a way and have uh, backup players to fill in, to put into those positions to succeed. I know not everybody has a Josh Norris waiting in the minors to play, but you've got to find a way to get through that. Everybody battles injuries. The problem is this team was built with the strength on the wings. We talked about this last show, Wally. This The strength of the Ottawa Senators was built along the wings. And I keep saying sure. this. Every, everybody was ready to size up the rings and talk about how great this team was going to be this year. Yeehaw, here we go, playoffs. Look at the center ice position. We, I talk about the defense all the time. This is going to be a great hockey team. But there's a process. You, you have to take the steps. Shane Pinto is a great player. People were talking about Pinto, though, before the season, like he's just going to step into the lineup and, and all of a sudden he's, there's going to be no hiccups. He's off to a great start. He's had some goals. He's he's played well, but that's asking a lot if you look at the number one and the number two center iceman on this team for Tim Stutzla, Shane Pinto, Kastelik, who's a rookie in this league or a young guy as well, and you've yep. got Derek Broussard, who's doing exactly what he should be doing. If you're not, it, it's going to be really tough to be a playoff team if you're that young down the middle. Add on the fact that you look at the blue line with the injuries and all of a sudden, let's be honest, Jake Sanderson, did anybody think he was going to be this good coming in right away? We all thought he's got tons of potential, but you know how much they're asking of this guy right now to do what he's doing? 25 minutes, power play, yep. PK. It's unheard of for a defenseman to come in and play this much right away. It never happens. Here's a question for you. Where would the Ottawa Senators be right now if Jake Sanderson wasn't playing this well. So back to my point about the summer, they didn't address the blue line. And now you get a couple injuries and you got to ask all of this out of a Sanderson. All of a sudden, Bernard Docker's up, up playing close to 20 minutes. So it's uh, the makeup of this team, in my opinion, has always been to be a very good team one and a half to two years from now. Maybe contend to be a playoff team if everyone's healthy, but if you have injuries with a young team that's growing, it's a lot tougher versus a versus a Boston Bruins team that has injuries because they, they already have veteran experience. They've been there. They've done that. Brady Kachuk, as much as I love him, much I think he's a great player. I, how about that pass, by the way, last night? He's still getting better. Like he's still learning the league and, and, and same with Drake Batherson. That's why you see a guy like Drake Batherson who's sometimes inconsistent. And then you see him, he looks like a superstar because that's what young players do. Young players, the biggest thing they have to battle is doing it every single night. And that's, that's why veteran guys like a Patrice Bergeron, I played with Patrice Bergeron when he was the same age as a lot of these guys on, on the uh, on the uh, Ottawa Senators right now. I was in Boston in 2007 when Bergeron was on that team. Patrice Bergeron didn't play like he did then, like he does now. <laughs> he is the player he is now For sure. because it, it took years. It took experience. It takes reps. So people people really need to temper their expectations with us hockey club. The problem was... The general manager came out and he was all excited. And to me, 
he put undue pressure. And listen, I know why they're doing it. You got you got to get the hype back. You got to sell tickets. So part of the reason you go out and you sign a guy like Alex DeBrinket, it gets the city excited. How excited was Ottawa this summer? Claude Giroux. I, I'm signing Claude Giroux no matter what if I can get him because I think he's exactly what this team needs. He's been excellent. We can talk more about his point streak later. But I look at that DeBrinket signing. To me, that's more of a that's a signing to get everybody excited. And, and I think it was a good thing yeah. because the city needed that. The city hasn't felt like this in a long time. But the problem is all of a sudden the team starts playing like the way they're built, not deep enough on the blue line, inexperienced at the center ice position. And then, and then it's to me, it's no surprise they are where they are because of the injuries. Even if they're healthy, they're still going to battle to win games because they're a growing team. It, it doesn't matter how good your wingers are. You got to be good down the middle and good on the blue line. I don't care how good your wingers are. Okay. All right. So a lot to unpack. But one of the things is, uh, A, that general manager has to sell hope because he's trying to sell tickets. So every summer it's about yeah. selling hope. I get it. Sometimes you say yeah. too many things that you shouldn't. That was this summer. The pro So the problem is, uh, since uh, Pierre Dorian has been general manager, the Ottawa Senators are 28th in the league overall. And since DJ Smith has been the head coach, the Ottawa Senators are 28th overall in the league. Is it seems to me, Yorkie, based on all the hype that we were fed in the summer, that there's a there's something amiss. So either the general manager is at fault here or the head coach or coaching staff is at fault here. And there has to be somebody. So is it time? Is there I know we're 15 games in and they booed Lindy Ruff <laughs> at the beginning of the year, and now they're cheering for right Lindy Ruff because he's doing a phenomenal job. I understand you can flip yeah. an RP. Is, is there does there need to be some kind of change here from one of those positions in order to move this team forward? So the number one reason this team is struggling right now, because I do believe if Norris doesn't get hurt, Zub doesn't get hurt, and now Shabbat, this team is has a little bit better record than they do right now. They're probably right where Dorian said they would be, competing to be in that eighth seed, probably somewhere between. 10 through 7. That's probably where they're at because Zub's a really good player. And and Norris was off to a great start. Like he was playing that PK role. So injury is number one. So do we make, do they need to make a change? I, I'm a firm believer. We'll, we'll, we'll address the coaching right now. I don't think this team is quitting on their coach. I don't think they're losing gains because they're being outworked. I don't think this is a structural thing. When, when I watch games, I don't think it's from a lack of structure. I really believe it's from a lack of experience throughout the lineup. Your number one center, it's his first full year playing the position. Your number two center is a rookie. It's his first year playing in the NHL. Your decor is being led by a rookie right now whose first year in the NHL. You got that. Like, it's crazy. So does Pierre Dorian need to be fired for getting everybody fired up in the in the summertime and selling tickets? I think he's assembled a pretty nice team. I think the one thing he's guilty of is maybe not maybe it's it's just setting the setting the bar too high. But in saying that, I know why he did it. This team was at a point where it's for sale. We all know that there's a there's a for sale sign on the front lawn of the Ottawa Senators right now. 
if you don't come out in the summer and, and try and sell hope, make that signing of Debrinka Giroux, you're not going to see that season ticket surge we saw in the summer. So that is a 100% part of the reason why they're doing things, why they're talking that way. And you always got to sell hope. I don't think either of them deserve to be fired right now, to tell you the truth. I'd like to see DJ Smith um, get a little more get a little more rope here. I, I said this, Wally, the 20-game mark, I want to see 20 games. If yeah. this team continues to struggle and I see some players getting it worked, then you talk about But a new coach isn't going to change anything right now. This The way this team is built, the, the injuries and everything, it's, it's – it's a tough league to win in, man. It's it's a tough league, especially when you when you when you're missing key guys and you're young to begin with. Okay, so Yorkie, then uh, put your player helmet back on. Maybe use a Jofa if you need to, and that sit on the bench and tell me what it's like to go through these games where it looks like are they getting ornery with one another? Are they upset with mistakes? It, losing starts to get negative really quick. So oh, yeah. how do they stay positive and what do you think is going on right now amongst the players? Well, I would say the leadership group, I'd say Claude Giroux is telling the guys stay together. One thing we don't want to do is be going out for lunch and saying, oh, this guy's not doing his job. And why is this guy getting this? And here's the key to coaching one-on-one, Wally. I coached for a while, albeit not at the NHL level. You got three groups on your As team. As you wear your Kempville 73 sweatshirt. This is the key to coaching 101. You see that? A little shout out to Kempville. You have three groups on your team. You have your top guys. They play all the time. They're happy. They're happy with the coach. Everything's great. Then you have your mid-tier guys. They're like Switzerland. They don't really care about they think their role's fine. They're not they're not ruffling any feathers. They like the coach. They're indifferent. Then you got your bottom part of your roster. They're not playing much. You're getting scratched. Maybe it's an older guy. And these guys, these guys are a little negative. You're always going to have guys like that. A good coach makes sure that the middle tier Switzerland doesn't go to the bad side. Because as soon as that middle tier goes to the bad side, you're getting fired. <laughs> that's and that's coaching one oh. That's coaching one oh one. So I every team have I you play played. On, have you played on a team that's uh, quit on the coach, for lack of a better term? I don't think anybody ever doesn't try. I think guys can bring negative energy to the rink. And when you start bringing negative, if, if you're always going to have a guy that's unhappy. He's not playing. He's not happy with his role. He probably goes for lunch with a guy on the team, and they bitch about the coach. <laughs> that's that. That's like a business. That's any walk of life and that's what happens in hl what's this coach is an idiot he never plays me then you sit up in the press box and you hope somebody doesn't get hurt but you hope somebody plays shitty because you want to get in the lineup you're not getting back in the lineup when the team's playing well so you're up in the press box hoping somebody screws up that and that believe me that's every single team if when you're winning or losing but now you start losing and you got guys that Maybe you're a little not happy. Why well, I'm still not playing and we're losing. So, yeah, it's every single team's like that. And this is the test for a team like the Ottawa Senators right now. And this is when you have to have strong leadership because the leaders are the guys that nip that in the butt. They, they grab a guy, they see that, and they say, start being a team guy. You'll get your opportunity. 
work hard and, and, and tell them all the right things. But if you get too many negative guys, and I've been on some bad teams where two-thirds of the team hates the coach, and then that's when you know a, a move is going to be coming, and then you just wait. You're just waiting. You're still playing hard because you're a professional, and, and you go out and you work hard, but your body language and, and you just – you just you're not respecting the coach anymore. You're not you're not outly in front of him doing it, but people are talking about the coach. People are saying he's dumb. People are saying he doesn't know what he's doing. Why don't we get this coach? That's not what's happening with the Ottawa Senators right now. I'll tell you that right now. That's not happening with them right now. If it does, then it's immediately time to change coaches. But they're not there right now, and I do believe and I said this before, it's not a structure thing. I think it's an inexperienced thing. And I, and I think it's a, it's a lack of, of having the proper guys in the positions that you need to win in NHL defense center ice position. And if you look where the senators are the youngest, it's those two positions and the veterans, the centers, the senators do have on the defense position. Zaitsev was one of them. And we saw what happened with Zaitsev. He didn't play very well. Holden's another one, and Hamannick's the other one. So your older guys are the lesser talented guys in your blue line too, which good teams usually have their older guys or are your better players on, on those positions. Nobody likes your voice of reason, okay? We want we want courage and but we want blood. Okay? Everybody wants blood. Hey. It's, it is, hey, <laughs> I get it. You, everybody wants a head. You want a head on a platter. You want somebody. They're not there I yet. I want answers. They're not there All yet. Right. Pretty, if it keeps up, okay, though, fine. if it keeps up, the voice of reason will be gone. Um, I want to move on. You brought up Claude Giroux and his leadership. Uh, definitely off the ice. On the ice, I think he's done the same. And maybe you can. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Tell me if I'm wrong, but yeah. uh, Claude Giroux, he's now on a nine-game point streak, which is one off his uh, career high of 10, which he's done twice in his career. Uh, he has been 
every bit worth every penny as far as I can tell. Like, um, and I think this is now 15 times in his career. He's had a point streak of six games or more. He's just put up really good numbers. Um, and because I uh, like silly puns, I called it lock and clode. <laughs> okay. Well done, Wally. You're yeah, I spent all night on that. Um, in fact, uh, his 10-gamer uh, in March of 2018 uh, led into the next season. In fact, it was 14 games where he picked up a point. Uh, but because the season ended, they stopped the streak. Uh, and just before that, he had an eight-game point streak, had one game without a point, and then had the next 14 games with points. Like, he is a phenomenal hockey player that plays in an era with with Sidney Crosby, right, and Alex Ovechkin and all these guys where he doesn't perhaps get the attention. But for, for 15 years, he has done it all on the ice and taken his team to a cup final. He just couldn't get them to win. Yeah, I, I agree, Wally. Everything you just said there. He's come in. He's been better than advertised. He's been better than advertised. He's been the points. Also, too, you watch him play. He doesn't float around out there. He's not out there kind of cheating offensively. He's playing hard. Uh, he's playing that 200-foot game you talk about all the time. He tracks hard. He comes in on the forecheck. He finishes hits. Uh, he's been great on draws. And No, it's, it's been, uh, like I said the other day, Pierre Dorian, best move of the summer, bringing in Claude Giroux, signing Claude Giroux. And he wants to be here. It, it's And that's infectious yeah. on the rest of the team, that type of attitude. And with this team struggling right now, Claude Giroux become even more important because he's going to be the guy that really helps a young captain like Brady Kachuk. He's going to back him up. He's going to be there on his corner. And between Kachuk, Giroux, some of the other older players, maybe a Holden, uh, they keep guys on a straight and narrow, but uh, I agree. He's been great uh, and and putting up points. So uh, no, it's it's it, he's been a great addition. Hundred uh, percent agree with you there, Wally. It'll be interesting to see if he can keep that up as the uh, Buffalo Sabers come to town tomorrow and Craig Anderson in tow. Uh, by the way, uh, the coming in hot show brought to you by BEI. As always, Bonisher Excavating Inc. They are the leaders in excavating in the uh, Ottawa Valley. Uh, if you're looking to do some landscaping or redo your driveway, uh, aggregate stone, all that stuff, they've got it. Give them a call, 613-432-1120. They're also looking to hire. If you are uh, in the uh, area, would like to uh, send in an application, go to bonishereexcavating.com. BEI, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. Uh, Craig Anderson, as I said, comes to town. This is his first game. I'm hoping he plays. I can't imagine he doesn't play, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, this yeah. will be his first game in Ottawa since he left the Sens and it would be his first game as a visitor since December 30th, 2009. Craig Anderson, by the way, as a visitor at the CTC has never lost. He is three and Oh, all those games, by the way, were Ooh. members, I think of Colorado. However, um, that's just a stat <laughs> if you look at the bet. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. And I'd like to see the fan reaction to him being back in the building. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be a guy that ends up in the ring of honor for the Ottawa Senators. You look at importance, what it. he did while he was here. Like he's a, he's a pretty integral part of the Senators' history. All those teams, and, and I always say this about Craig Anderson. I think he's the best goaltender to play on a bad team. He's one of the – people are like, what does that mean? But there's certain guys, there's certain guys that are wired that they – 
they're just able to elevate their game and they love facing a high volume of shots and they're able to make saves you're not supposed to make. You know, those saves, and people know because Anderson made a ton of them on a lot of those Ottawa Senators teams. I remember him when he was with Colorado. The year they were, I forget what the year was, they were supposed to finish last. They were a rebuilding team. They had all those young players that were just starting to get going. And Anderson was the front runner for the MVP up until December. He was, he was lights out. But, but it was one of those teams that they were predicted to finish last. Anderson was the first star in most of those games. And I remember some of those bad Senators teams. It was the same thing. He would keep them in so many games. And just, he's great for a young team. He's just that guy with a chip on his shoulder. He's got no hair. He's bald. He's he's very pale. And probably didn't get a lot of girls in school, Wally. And he's got a chip oh, on his shoulder. So he's like, he's, he's like I'm going to show you guys. I, I'm just trying to think of a reason. And he's a great goaltender. He's a great goaltender, especially when you count him out. And that's why he's still playing. What is he, 42 now? How old is he? He is the, uh, he's 41. He's the oldest goalie playing in the National Hockey League. He's, in there fact, he's, I think, three, three and a half years older than the next goalie, which is Marc Andre Fleury. He loves proving people wrong. He's just, he's one of those guys that he's got that intestinal fortitude inside of him. He's a battler. And I remember I was doing some radio. I, was, I come into the dressing room. I always thought he was kind of crusty too. He's just one of those guys, but it's part of his makeup. Yeah. And if you're a defenseman I, or a player on that team, you love a guy like that back there because he battles. He's never out of a play. That's the one thing with Anderson. He just, he's one of those guys, you never count him out. And long and behold, he's still, he's the oldest guy in the league right now. Still the chip on his shoulder. Still proving people wrong. I think he's a great story. By the way, all the people offended who may be follically challenged, you can Twitter uh, contact uh, Jason York, by the way. Uh, Jason York 33, <laughs> I think, is your Twitter email. Uh, but I always give it to but, hey, By the way, uh, Jordy says that Andy is playing tonight, so uh, I, which uh, is disappointing. You would think he'd play in Ottawa, uh, but maybe yeah, they've lost five in a row, Yorkie. Maybe Buffalo comes to town. What if Andy posts a shutout the night before? I'd go with him again. Yeah, yeah. This, Especially if he this whole little... you can't play back to back games is stupid. Ah, it's dumb. You know what else is dumb? Tell Grant you know Fear that. Is dumb? You know what else is dumb? Not being able to talk to goalies at the pregame skate. When I was when I, when I was working yes. for the Montreal Canadiens and I was doing the color, you were not allowed to speak to Carey Price on game day. And I'm like, okay, yep. hold on a second here. It's 10.30 in the morning. You're going to go home, have your nap, play with your kids, run around, maybe, maybe stop off at a restaurant, but... You can't talk at the rink about stuff because oh no, it's gonna make it's gonna throw you off for your game. But then you'd run into a guy like I think it was was it Craig Craig Binnington. I remember talking to Craig Binnington, having one of the best years of his life. You you talk to this guy for twenty minutes in the morning, he's cracking jokes, loose. And I no, I don't get it. I was gonna say I get it, but no, because it's in the morning. You're not getting you're not getting you're not if if you're gonna start your pregame warm up in the morning, and you and you're gonna be in the zone from ten o'clock in the morning till eight p.m. at night, you're gonna be exhausted by the time game time comes. 
that's a crock of shit about the goaltender not being able to talk to in the morning. It's uh, it was well, funny when when I, when you go from a player to that, it's like, wow, this doesn't make any sense. I, so, and my perfect example I always use is Marty Brodeur, because Marty Brodeur would talk to you for a half hour to forty five minutes, just sitting in the room chatting about anything. So, if one of the game's greatest goalies can chat with you on the game day morning, they all should. Okay, I get it. Two hours before the game. I think anything anything before noon, <laughs> like you're not you're not dialing in for the just, game. It's you can't. No. It's impossible. It's it's a it's it's just a way of of um, it's a it's a Montreal thing. <laughs> it's it's lots. There's lots of people that I uh, anyway. That's one of the ones that always bug me. I I always tell the story. Uh, I've covered uh, three Daytona 500s, and I think of if you five minutes before the race, you can actually talk to all the drivers. You can walk pit lane. You can do all that stuff. And I'm thinking they're about to get into a car, possibly have a serious accident, which is very possible, right? They, there's an ultimate. There's a fear factor. Yeah. If they can chat with you about anything and anything, I figure a goalie could probably have a chat with you about who he's facing tonight and Alex Ovechkin or whatever. That's all. Anyway, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a quick. I'll, well, it's it's good to go off topic. That's what podcasts are all about. Ron Tugnut. Here's a guy. When he got to the rink for game time, you you weren't allowed to talk to him. And I didn't know this about Tugger when he was playing with Ottawa and Wade Redden and I. We had this game where we'd try and talk to him to get him to say something. And it was two hours for the game. He'd be sitting in his stall. He had the same routine every time. He taped his stick the same way. Everything was the exact same. And I joke about this with Tugger now because he said later on in his career, he started talking because he goes, I was, I was crazy. Like I would sit there, not talk. I was expending so much of this energy to be in the zone for two hours for the game. And it was crazy. So Reds and I would like talk to him. He wouldn't even look at us. <laughs> it was, But that's what some guys do. You get in a routine. And maybe you have a good game, and all of a sudden it works for you. You keep doing it. Paul Korea was the same way, by the way. He wouldn't speak at all before the game; just so razor focused. And uh, I, I, okay, I get that two hours before the game, but like I said, the stuff in the morning, like, give me a break. Which player? I'm trying to think here. Was the most when it came to routine, superstition, whatever? Like the oddest of all. Paul, um, Paul, Paul Korea, Paul Korea by far, Wally. He had a little mat he would put out in front of his stall, and before the game, he he had this routine where one foot went on the mat first, then the other foot, and then he did he he was he had this thing going on in his brain where he did the exact same stretching at the exact same time. And everything was a ritual. It was it was insane. Like it was, he called it the quiet room. So I would sneak into the quiet room with him and, and go and stretch there. And it was back in one of the dressing rooms. So Kriya's in there doing his stretching. He's doing his wrists. He's doing all this. And I'd go in there and I was trying to talk to him, not getting anything back from him. <laughs> I'm doing my stretches in there too. And I'm like, well, I guess I better leave him alone because he's our best player. And if I get him off of his routine, it's probably not a good thing. So Kriya and I would go in the quiet room for about 20 minutes, do our stretches. No words were exchanged. I'm like, well, this is no fun. So after about 10 games, went to another room and started playing ping pong with some of the guys. Because I was one of those guys. 
if I was quiet before a game and I thought about stuff, it would get me anxious. So I needed to do stuff, stretch. I would actually go out for warm-up, Wally, and I would take all my gear off after warm-up, everything. And then I'd get unchanged. I'd go take a shower. And I'd go in the hall and I'd jump around and do some plyometrics. And then I'd race back into the room with like six minutes to go before the coach came in and put all my gear right back on. And then I'd go out to play. And after every single period, I took my gear off. I was exhausted at the end of the game, not only from playing, but taking my gear off and putting it back on and taping and doing all this stuff. I'm thinking now, what the hell was I thinking? Like, save a little energy for the game. But that was my routine. It was a stupid routine I started doing. And then you, you, you just stick by it. You're like, oh, man, I played NHL now for five, six, whatever games. I better keep doing it. Otherwise, I'm not going to. You talk yourself into doing things because you think if you don't keep doing it, something bad's going to happen. That's how superstitious and crazy hockey players are. It's, it's, uh, it's nuts. Uh, how many players were getting fully undressed? Like, I'm thinking most guys just sit uh, with maybe take the shoulder pads off. <laughs> Not many, because it's a lot of work, as you know. You gotta, yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get the skates on. You gotta put your tape on. It's a lot. I had a system when I went on for warm up. I I would put no tape on my shin pads. I would uh, for the old garter belt. I only do up two of the straps instead of four. I wouldn't I wouldn't zip up my shoulder pads all the way, so I I was I needed one of those Teflon or one of those all Velcro suits you could just whoosh, and take it off because it was good. it was exhausting it was exhausting I'm tired talking about it right now it was, oh God, <laughs> how stupid was I all right maybe I would have played longer if I didn't do that that's a lot of work uh so let's let's move to the. Uh... Oh, you know what? Someday we're gonna have to have a conversation about bikes post game, but that's a whole other day. Um, the the uh, if the Sens lose tomorrow, so now we're at 15 games. We're 16 games into the year, five yeah. straight, six straight losses at home. Like, at, does it? Does the fan base just have to sit around and watch that? Do do like I don't know. Does there need to be change? I, I know we've gone through this and you say DJ doesn't need to go and all that stuff and there's injuries, and, but no, something I, doesn't, it, there's nothing, I don't see an improvement. Well, let me ask you this. Are you seeing them getting badly outplayed in games? No, they've lost, I believe they've lost every game by one goal minus the empty net goals. Uh, and Alex, put up yeah. the board of 15 games in again, please. Yeah. I think if, if, Bruce Boudreaux's not getting fired right now, then nobody deserves to get fired if you look what's going on in Vancouver. Yeah, you're looking after the 15 games. I, I, I The stats don't look good, and I'm not sitting here trying to defend DJ Smith and say, ah, oh, you shouldn't fire him. I just think the sample size, the injuries, is, is he, is he going to be the coach that gets this team to the next level? I don't know. Everyone's talking about Claude Julian. He's here. He's living in town. Yeah. There's all kinds of rumors yeah. about Claude. Uh, the one thing I will say, I, I wouldn't see Barry Trotz coming in to coach the Ottawa Senators if if they do decide to go down that road. I I, I would say it would be a Claude Julian. Uh, I, I think that would be and a guy eventually. If, yeah, I played for Barry, and I know Claude quite well. Both great guys, both great people, both very good coaches. Um, 
Klobe would be a guy that would be good for a young team. B Barry's more of a guy. B Barry Trotz's greatest strength as a coach is to be able to get guys to to play hard, to work hard, and to you're almost playing for Barry because you don't want to let Barry down because he's such a good guy, he's such a good person. You know, and if you ever have a bad game, you actually feel bad. You're like, man, I let Trotzy down. This guy is so good to me. We don't practice that hard. He's he's uh, he's a great human being. And I remember one story here about Barry Trotzwally. It was uh, we were on a, we were on about an eight game losing streak in Nashville, and we had a, we had a closed door meeting after the game, and uh, we got up. I got up. A couple other guys got up, and they said, "Guys, we got to start winning because if we don't." Trotsy's going to get fired, and we are going to get a real asshole in here. So we better start winning some games. You get a Mike Keenan or somebody like this. So we we started winning games, and uh, that's like that's the thing with guys like that. And that's the thing of coaching. Good coaches have the ability to get players to 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 feel like the coach is side by side with you he's in it with you he cares about you as a person he wants you to do well he's not just there to for himself he's there for you and that's that's barry trotz to a tease it's um man he's a good guy i've got so many good stories about barry trotz so many good things to say about this guy and anybody that's ever played for trotz he will tell you the same thing um so yeah he's a great human being wally he is, I, and I've met him a couple of times. He was at the World Championships with, Championships with me one year. Uh, phenomenal human yeah. being. I, I quite like him, but but I do know what you're saying. Yeah. I, there needs to be uh, a. I'll say I don't mean it. I don't know what else to use, but a structure guy. Structure. I, they need. They need Jacques Martin. That's. I want to see him come back and coach this team. <laughs> I like. Hey, Jacques's a great coach. Jacques is really good for teams that are young and learning. He's perfect. Hey, on a, so tell, okay, I'm going to ask you this. I'll make you the, the specialist here. What type of structure do the Ottawa, what are they lacking in their structure right now? In your opinion, in your humble opinion, what, like what, what do they need to change in their structure to help them win games? Cool. Like, what do you think? I, I would, their positioning on the ice just doesn't seem right. Cause there's open guys in front of the net sometimes and they, and there's breakdowns. <laughs> Missed assignments. But, so here's the thing with hockey. There's only so many – hockey's not football. You don't stop and – I'm not telling you, but something they don't know. H hockey, a lot of it's on the players where you've got to make split-second decisions. And playing D-zone is not rocket science. There's only a couple ways you can do it. You play zone – you play man-on-man. Man. Some teams, I hate man-on-man man because if you lose your guy, especially playing against a really talented guy like a Matthew Barzell with great edge work, you play man-on-man, man, he's going to burn you. You need help. I, I love layers in the defensive zone, especially for a, a young team. You play layers where they got to get to the net. You got to get through a couple guys. The problem with the Senators right now, a couple goals on mine, that one game where they uh, – where Brandstrom turned the puck over late in the game, right before that, Hamannick got out battled. Those aren't structure things. It's just lack of talent, lack of sometimes the other guy's just better. And that's that's unfortunately the case here with some of the key positions with the Ottawa Senators where they're lacking what other teams are. And that's 
if you have a really bad team, I'll go back to how when when I was with the Ottawa Senators early on, we were so structured that we practiced dumping the puck in properly. We had two ways we could dump the puck in. It was either soft chip, hard around, and we actually practiced dumpings. We practiced line changes. We practiced all the little things that if you did them, kind of like the way Bill Belichick teams play, where you do those little things and they increase your percentage of winning. But whenever time I watch Ottawa, I, I don't think they're poor at those things. Like the other night, I showed the example of Tim Stutzler back checking and just not back checking all the way back to the house. And then he's not in the right position. Part of the reason he hasn't played that position for a long enough time. He was a winger. Wingers come back into the zone differently than center icemen. It's, it's a learning curve that a lot of the guys on this team are going through. So I don't know. How many coaches does this team have right now? There's five of them. Like every coach in the league pretty well teaches the same system, the same structure, the same forecheck. You go one guy in, you go two guys in, or you, you, you hold back and you play a trap. It's, can you practice certain things more often than others? Sure you can. I've watched the Senators practice. I, I, I think they practice pretty well. It's, uh, I really think it's, for me, it's a personnel thing. Number one reason the Senators are where they are right now is they did not bring in a defenseman and it is biting them in the ass right now. Big time, especially with the injuries. Fair they enough. spent the money on the wing. They spent the money on a winger. And it's not to break its fault they're losing right now, because I think he's played very well. But they are overloaded on the wings with talent and not deep down the middle and on the blue line. And that's those are the two if well back to your point about structure, Wally. Your structure, yeah. your your two most important guys in the D zone for structure that, that, that were, were the most heavily um, counted on positional players are your defense and your centers. Your wingers are up high in the zone. So if you spend all the money on your wingers and you and and your centers are like that, that's you're gonna have structure breakdowns. You have structure breakdowns, they happen down low. And it's happening with the Ottawa Senators because those are their two weakest positions, and and it it will get better. It's it's just that's that's the way the team's built. So I would put it more on Dorian than I would on DJ right now. That's just me. But it's yeah, it's going to get better, but they've got to make a move for it to get better, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I w- I would agree with that. I I think I think they are in dire need of doing a move right now. Uh, to, to help that position. And we're all hearing they're trying to make a move. That could, everyone's get in line. Look at Toronto Maple Leafs right now. Uh, the move should have been made earlier. It should have been made earlier. And I personally... Right, because now that you're losing, I, now that you're losing, you don't have any strength to make the deal, right? Like you are you are the guy that's coming with your hand out. So now everybody's asking for the moon because they know you're struggling. I personally wouldn't have signed... Or traded for Alex to break it, even though you got this, even though you got the forty goal scorer and all that, because I didn't think that was a weakness of this hockey club. I think the way that's trending, Stutzla's going to score goals, Kachuk's going to score goals, Batherson's going to score goals, Norris scored thirty five, Pinto's scoring goals. So why do you need more goals? Like, and, and it's now fun, you got to figure it out. Okay? I know it's fun, but you don't win that way. Like, 
everybody says I'm a defenseman. I'm biased. I get it. Um, I know. Yeah. It's not about stopping the puck. I want entertainment. I went a number one. I watched that game last night. And I always, I always, every time I watch JG Paggio play, I'm like, what did they get rid of this guy for? Here's a question for you. Best of seven series. Who do you want on your team? JG Paggio, Alex Dabrinkit. Okay, but they're not the same player. I, I just you answer the go question. Like, answer the answer the question. No, but <laughs> answer well, the question. If it's a playoff, okay, then I want JG Pajot. Enough said. And I and, every, and, and I'm not shitting on Alex Debrinket. I'm just it's the importance of the position. He's a center iceman that does so many things for you. If I'm going to overpay somebody, I'm going to overpay a center iceman. And I look at the, Nick Paul. There is like, one thing. Would they get rid? Would they you get rid? You can't of Nick win Paul in the National it? Hockey League without winning down the middle. And That's and I, fun. you had. I, why did they get rid of Pajot anyhow? Was it was it a money thing? I, I'm tr- I'm trying to remember. It's a money thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and listen. And I'm not. I know with ownership the way it was back then, every single player was 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 not re-signed. Was was traded away. To me, that one really stings because he's a local guy. He's a, he speaks both languages. He's bilingual, and he really wanted to be here too. I got so many time. I got so much time because when I watch the game, I look for little things. And when you watch Pajot play the game, he does so many little things out there. Like he just he makes you earn your ice out there. He battles. He win draws. He kills penalties. Those are the guys you win with come playoff time. And I know the Senators have to get there, and you got to score goals to get there. But I. Uh, Man, he's and the fan base loved him too, with the Pajot chance and all that. Yep. To me, I yep. I would trade do. guys yep. like that. That's just me. But then you get into the uh, you hold on to players too long, and then it comes back to hurt yeah. you. Yeah, I know it's a tough. Hey, listen, it's a tough business. That's like for every trade you win, you make a bad one. And there's been some really good moves here too. Yep. Like you look at the you look at the Carlson trade with Norris and. Well, Carlson's playing better right now. He's having, how about him? There's another topic, the way he's playing right now. But yep. the Ottawa Center has got a lot of good. great pieces. He looks great. But still, I do that trade again. And I love Eric as a player. I think he's fantastic. Uh, but the players getting those getting those pieces back in return was 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 great yep. for this team. There, there's been a lot of good moves. So if, if, if I'm going to criticize and say this and that, I'll say, too, there's been a lot of excellent moves as well done. And, you're not going to win them all. That's that's uh, the price of business in the NHL, and uh, it's it's the way it is. Fair enough. Uh, by the way, we'll watch intently for your posting of uh, Yorkie vids on JG Pajot, which I think is coming up soon. Um, but that uh, that'll wrap up our show <laughs> was, for now. I, I uh, was busy last night. I was uh, I was out at the Elmdale Tavern having a couple uh, oysters. Ah. See, fair enough. Um, I You need to have a little break occasionally. So uh, appreciate it, as always, Yorkie, stopping by. That is uh, coming in hot for this show. Uh, brought to you by, as always, Renfrew Pro Tape, BEI, and, of course, Barhaven Ford. We'll see you next time, everybody. Thanks for watching.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 